0: Hello and welcome Decode Your Burnout fans to yet another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. My guest today is former lawyer Flo Nicholas, aka the non-boring lawyer who after burning out left the legal profession to go after her dreams. Flo is a legal technologist who simplifies technology for professionals and small business owners so they can increase their productivity. She's been described as a firecracker of knowledge and expertise when it comes to the legal technology field, a powerhouse in the telecommunications industry, and as a no-nonsense individual who can get results without the need for an iron fist. She is here to debunk the myths of what it takes to be productive and how we can use technology to get more done in less time, as a result, and prevent burnout. So, Flo, welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, I love, love, love the welcome and uh, wow, I, I almost feel important just by all the words <laughs>
0: that you, you just are did. important. That's why you're here, and your message <laughs> is important. So, you know, I'm so happy to have you because. I love that you're this hybrid kind of guest. You have a burnout story, but you also are here to debunk the myths of what we can do to be successful. Right. And when it comes to technology, I think this is actually something super important because it really can leverage our time and it can allow us to get more done in with less energy output, which means that we have more left over for ourselves at the end of the day. So that's, that's all super, super important. So can't wait to get into the meat and potatoes, but start us off first by sharing with us, if you will, your burnout story, what really led you to burn out as a lawyer? Yeah, you know, uh, I think one of the things
1: for me, like the, the burnout really came when, you know, so I practiced for a little bit. Um, And um, I was doing bankruptcy, I was doing uh, litigation, um, I was working for a small practice that was pretty much doing, you know, various um, uh, legal work. And I think one of the things that happened is when, you know, when I started um, starting a family uh, with the husband is, you know, pretty much the back and forth of having to go to court, sit in court for hours with clients. Um, you know, was really starting to have a huge impact. And then from, you know, once you leave the courthouse, it's like going to daycare, pick up. Um, so it was too much. So I kind of pivoted and ended up transitioning into corporate technology operations. And that's when I started uh, learning everything there is to learn about telecommunications and modification to cell towers and overseeing, multiple vendors, outside console and working with engineers and construction teams. So yeah, it was like I'm leaving the legal world right to avoid burnout. And then now I just landed uh, in one of the most busiest industry. and especially during um, the time when they're doing modifications, it is hectic. But when I started, I loved it. you know it was something different and I, and I, I love learning. So that's what enticed me initially was just, oh, my God, I am overseeing all these teams. I can still use my legal background, although it's a business role. I have a corporate card. Oh, my God, I'm somebody special. I got an American Express corporate card. I get a company car if I have to travel. Like, oh, the perks were like fantastic. So initially... You know, it was more for excitement and didn't really notice everything that was going around me because I felt like, you know, super important, you know, uh, it's not until like years went by and I'm realizing like, I oh my God, it's constant pressure of making sure your teams deliver. Not only do they have to deliver, they have to deliver on time. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if you have milestones that have to be reached, um, there's that constant, um, kind of your stakeholders checking in, you know, is this going to get done? Is this going to get completed? Is it going to go on time? If it's not going to go on time, why is it going on time? So it gets to a point after a while, it's, um, it, it takes a toll on you. It takes a toll on you. And then, then you also start feeling undervalued because you're doing all this work, but you're not seeing promotions. You know, you're, you're not seeing, you know, why am I? you know, not going up the ladder quickly. Uh, I'm still in the same spot. Um, So you get all these pressures to deliver uh, and all these expectations, but then you have your own expectations for greatness within an organization, Uh, but then you're not heard, right? You're not heard. So you're frustrated uh, because you're not heard. Uh, You're frustrated because that climb up that corporate ladder is not happening. And you're frustrated because you're constantly juggling different projects and you, you want so badly to, to deliver because you think in your head, you're like, well, I know I'm exhausted, but if I just continue and I do what they're doing, they're going to see me, they're going to see what I'm doing. And this is what will get me that promotion. Uh, And the reality is that really never came. Uh, the reality is like I end up just becoming a hamster stuck <laughs> spinning in this wheel, and that's when the exhaustion started kicking in because now I'm unhappy. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm unhappy. I'm exhausted. Uh, you know, we went through a merger with another big company, and it's like trying to now learn the new processes of of another company. Now you're with people that don't know you, that are like, "Well, we don't know you. You've got to prove yourself." So now it's like, oh my God, now I have to start all over again to prove myself to new people. Like it just became so overwhelming mm. and I broke down. I think when I broke down, cause I'm not really <laughs> huge on crying, but one day somebody said something to me that just hurt my feelings. Like I wasn't doing good enough uh, when we were prepping for a project. And I was busting my butt to train new vendors, get, get acclimated with new systems. And that hurt me so much because I was already broken. So those words just really like, I just got off the phone and just started crying. And from there, I went to the doctor's office because I was like, this isn't normal. Right? Right it went from oh my god i'm working so hard to no i don't think this is about working hard this is a normal like this is like i'm exhausted i am like i wake up every day and i feel like i didn't even sleep i'm so tired on sundays going into mondays i'm literally like anxiety depressed upset I'm staring at my computer before I have to log in, like, oh my God, I can't believe I've got to log in right now. Like, where do I go? Where do I run? I just, it just, it it now became just exhaustion, being overwhelmed, undervalued, not appreciated. And all that, all those bricks that I was trying to hold up came tumbling down. And that's when I knew it was time to make a change. And when I went to the doctor, she basically said, you are doing too much and you need to stop it. And that was a wake up call for me.
0: I love that. I love that. I often talk about how burnout is a wake up call because we get really into autopilot mode where we're doing yes. all these things and we don't question it. And right. Kind of like in your story, there was this really deep desire to feel important, to be valued, to move up the corporate ladder. And so at first you had that, which right. is what kind of drew you in, and you wanted to keep accelerating that. And when you felt like there were some breaks and that it wasn't moving in that direction, start things start to break down. And now you are, you know, when you when you experience that. What do you do? You put more weight, you know, your foot is even further on that pedal trying to go even faster. And and so uh, we're not listening to our bodies. We feel the exhaustion, but kind of like you said, if I just continue, they'll see me. And I think that's, that's the sentence that really captured it for me, because that's what most people experience, especially the doers, right? It's, it's, I'm not really paying attention to what's going on inside, there's something external that is more important. And I've got to focus on that and just ignore whatever is getting in the way, whether it's my own Um. exhaustion, whether it's my anxiety, whether it's my frustration, like I just have to keep plowing forward. And I love that you had that wake up call and that you've reinvented yourself. Yeah. And have this whole new life. So I'm sure there's people listening to this right now who really resonate with your story. All the ways that you've described it are actually so familiar, I'm sure, for a lot of people, that constant pressure, that need to put yourself, and how exhausting it can all be. And when you're in the midst of burnout, it's hard to sleep. It's hard to feel rested. It's hard. Even when you do sleep, you wake up the next morning and the (laughs) dread is there. Yeah. Right. So I love the message that this doesn't have to be the end of the road for you, but it can actually be a new beginning. So take yeah. us on the journey of where you went from there. And it sounds like you ended up in an even better place than where you started. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Right. And that's, Definitely. that's a great message for, for people listening who are currently feeling dissatisfied, undervalued, exhausted, that yeah. want to maybe figure out like, what else can I do? How can I reinvent myself? What's available to me?
1: Yeah. You know, I'll never forget it. You know, what, what pretty much happened to me and you I how I to make a decision, you know, either, you know, stay around and see what will happen. If, if you know the new company will take me more seriously. And I don't want to make it very clear that, you know, before I made the decision to resign, I, I really try to make an effort. I try to make an effort and speak to um, any employee success partners that were available uh, to management to say, I'm not happy. You know, I, I knew I had to be honest because one of the things that I wasn't uh, doing before was being honest and really saying, here's how I feel. You know, I was holding a lot of things in, and then when I had to break down, I knew I couldn't do that anymore. so I was like, "Listen, this is how I feel. Here are my credentials, here are my background, here's what I've done and you know pretty much what I was told you know when I did speak to somebody in the legal department was they didn't they didn't they didn't see it <laughs> they didn't they didn't see those qualifications um and they would have hired. They would rather hire somebody, you know, from the outside, which that was hurtful to me because I was somebody who's on the inside who knew the ins and outs of everything. Already had built rapport with market teams and other teams within the company. Um, So I knew at that moment I had to sit back and reflect and say, is this is this really worth any more of my time and energy? And before I left, I had a conversation with a recruiter. And when she told me how much I should be making with my background, I I literally like my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, what? I'm like, I should be making double what I'm making. Mm. And I'm like, she's like, Flo, you are grossly underpaid. Wow. And that was at that moment that that decision of, should I leave? Should I stay and try to make it work? That, that, that solidified it. And I said, I am, I am done. And I put in my resignation and the response back was validation that I made the right decision because it was, thank you for your over seven and a half years with the company. We wish you all the best. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, no. Oh my God. Let's, what can we do? You know, can we try to make it work? Um, so that gave me the clue. It was time to go. So what I ended up doing was leaving and I spent a good amount of time interviewing ad technology companies, uh, because I knew that I still wanted to be in tech because I was very passionate about tech And then I went through, so I left one, like really overwhelming and and pretty much like burnout situation to the interview process for in-house legal attorney roles. Wow. What an overwhelming process to interview for big tech companies like Microsoft and Amazon and Dell and Zoom. I ended up getting to the point where I was like almost right back where I started. Yeah the interview process started killing me. I I like started getting depressed because I'm like making it to like the second, the third rounds. I'm talking to the VPs of legal departments, but I wasn't getting an offer letter. And then, you know, I, at this time I started becoming involved in social media just trying to create a brand for myself. And that's how, you know, I became known as a non-born lawyer. Really dived into teaching other lawyers about the importance of technology and also just sharing with the rest of the community about just all the wonderful um, things that were happening uh, with the tech sector. And that's when I got noticed by another lawyer who had just started her startup company called Laura Federick. And she saw what I was doing and she's like, oh my God, I love you for you. I love you for everything that you're doing. And I want you to come work with me. And it was like, What? really? Yeah. And I want you to sit at the table. We're going to give you a good title. Hmm. And she, you know, we brainstormed together and she's like, I'm going to call you the chief growth and community officer at the company. I'm like, wow. Like, are you serious? I'm like, it's like literally begging for a higher position. And here's a woman who's like, I see you and I see your qualifications, I see your value and you belong. Mm-hmm. Do not devalue yourself and don't allow others to do the same. And so I had this wonderful opportunity. And during this time, she started to mentor me. You know, she started to mentor me to really shape me up to where I am now, where I end up starting with my own company, because she said, yeah, I'd love for you to stay and work with me. But then the end of the day, I see more for you. I see more for you. And you are way more talented than what you give yourself credit for and to hear that and to have someone who isn't trying to say, here's 50 things that I need you to do. And then when you're done with those 50 things, I'm going to bury you (laughs) with another hundred things to do. It it was, it was like a nice change, like a nice flexible work schedule, just refreshing change to, Knowing that I can have this senior position, have this senior title, but I don't have to bury myself six feet under to have it. And that's what she's taught me. And that's how I'm leading with my company as a founder and and a CEO.
0: Wow. I love that whole journey and just the takeaways from that of how, when you know what's not working for you and you put yourself out there and you don't stay because of the fear and you're not in that scarcity mindset you let go and right. you allow things to happen for you all of a sudden you found yourself in a place where you were completely aligned from a value perspective everything right. that you wanted was all of a sudden packaged and delivered, yeah. you know, like fell on your lap. So I love, love, love that story. Okay. Now, um, no, if you would, let's shift into the actual technology piece, because I know there's people here that are listening. And, you know, there are so many things that we have to do. And especially right. owners have uh, wear all the hats. And so how can we, you know, we want to know, like, how to use this ability or, or this technology so that we can create more time for ourselves. So let's start first with um, what what are the biggest myths? What are the things that keep people from leveraging technology? And then maybe we can um, shift into actual technology tips that you might have for us.
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest myths that I see is that people think is too expensive. And you, you bring up a great point, because as a CEO, uh, a tech founder, Right now, it's just me. Like I, I will hire freelancers to you know, help me because, again, one of the biggest things I want to try to avoid is you wear many hats, but it, it can be very dangerous uh, because that's an easy way to get burnout. So what I've done that is really helping me because, as I mentioned, right now, I'm the founder, I'm the CEO, I'm the marketing team, <laughs> the legal team. Uh, what I have found is that there is so much technology on the market to help me get my job done. And right now I'm self-funded, you know, I don't have investor money. I'm, I'm using my in my money, I'm invested in me and my company. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really super frugal uh, and super cheap. So I'm here to tell you that if you're hesitant uh, to use technology, because you're like, oh my God, it's gonna be like $20,000 or $50,000, I'm here to tell you that it's so not true. Uh, there are some tools out there that are like literally either like $10 a month, 20 bucks a month, or you can actually buy a whole subscription and you can save money by actually paying for a full year subscription. And it'll be like a hundred dollars. And I'm using those tools, uh, right now. Uh, I'll be more than happy to share the tools that I'm, I'm using as well, uh,
0: Well, give us maybe one example of a tool that is on the cheap side that can really help you boost productivity or help you get things done in less time.
1: Yes, no, definitely. So one of the things that I love to do because, you know, it's part of my job is I'm I'm reviewing a lot of contracts um, that I get for vendors and, you know, that can be time consuming, uh, especially if you're <laughs> getting like a five page or 10 page contract from vendors that is like riddled with so much language. Um, what I love to use right now, there's so many tools that are on the market. It's, and it's simple, simple to use. So if you already have Microsoft Word, if you're already using Microsoft Word, there are tools that are add-ons. It's an add-on uh, one tool that I've been using has been the Brief uh, Catch tool. There are the tools that are similar on the market. These are tools that actually will allow you, if you get a third-party contract, uh, you can upload it into your Word document, and this tool will actually grade the contract and mm-hmm. say this this contract scores a twenty-nine out of hundred. Wow! Yeah. And not only does it grade it, but it also will highlight language in the agreement that needs changes and it'll actually make the recommendation for you. So there's no guesswork of, well, what am I supposed to substitute this with? Um, It tells you exactly, well, this is the word that was used. This is the word that, you know, we recommend that you use instead.
0: Mm. So um, it's kind of like if you're familiar with Grammarly, I think yes, that's something that more, exactly. people, <laughs> more people use, but it's like it scans your text and then it'll highlight where there are some problematic errors, yeah. maybe spelling mistakes or grammatical errors. And then it, it suggests something for you to use instead, which makes exactly. it really easy for you. And you don't have to hire a professional editor. So I love that you're giving this. It's very, very specific, especially for people who review contracts like lawyers, yeah. but, but same concept here, right? Is that Yeah. It's, legalese. yeah it's, it's different from Grammarly because this is specifically for
1: legal language.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. But, so but, what I, but the idea is that you can have tools that cost very little that actually save you so much time because they do a lot of the work for you. They highlight where the problem areas are. It's Mm -hmm. really a job that maybe previously you either had to do all yourself or hire somebody to do for you that would cost you a lot of time or money. So this is great. That's a great example. What is another myth that maybe keeps people from using technology that you've seen?
1: Yeah. I think the other thing that I see is that you know everybody's busy. And especially when you're in a like a fast paced industry where you have milestones that have to be met, um, it's really it's like a pain for someone to even mention. Well, let's stop the process that you're using, uh, and and let's implement a new tech tool. It's like really like I'm in the middle of a project, and you want me to start learning a new technology to. <laughs> to do my job like no I don't want to do it I want to keep going like it's working what we're doing is working but the thing is like there's a lot of tech on the market that it's it's not really that time consuming it's not going to take you two days three days four days to just learn how to use it the sum which is just really super quick where it is just simply you download and you're able to use it right away um, a great example I can give you uh, because I have to do all my content and create all my marketing tools. Yeah, There's this tool called Copy AI. And Copy AI is a tool that will literally, you just write a summary of what you're looking for. Like if I'm trying to, if my business is, Um, let's say a sock business and I I sell custom socks uh, and you can do your own graphics, but I'm struggling to come up with the words, like the marketing words Mm -hmm. to use. Copy AI will just need a summary. So you will take that summary and you pop it into their software and it will automatically generate for you catchy phrases to use for marketing or content on your LinkedIn, your, your Facebook page, your Instagram page. And it is so affordable. They do have like a free version. And if you want more features, then you know you can pay for it. But it is so easy. I mean, literally, you barely need any explanation on how to use it. That's how super easy it is. So that is one example of how you can quickly take tech and implement it and just continue on with the rest of your day without any complications at all.
0: And that's actually really important for people who are stressed uh, with time and, oh, I have to learn a new thing. It's going to take even more time. I can't, I can't really... I don't have the bandwidth for that. The idea that not only do you not have to spend a lot of time and energy learning this new tool, but it can actually save you time. Because if you are doing your own marketing for your business, yeah. now you have less... That you have to come up with it actually comes up with it for you and it's certainly worth a few dollars to be able to save yourself that time and also the mental energy yeah. that it takes to come up with some of these concepts so that's that's a great yeah. tool thank you for sharing that
1: yeah no problem i love it
0: <laughs> yeah and what's what's a third myth that you've seen
1: i think pretty much like the third myth i see is that there's also this fear Or if you start implementing and adopting technology Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden, like, I'm going to lose my job, you know, like my company won't need me because then everybody would just be going through some automated process or our clients will just be going through some automated process. And that's one thing I see a lot on social media, like this idea that, you know, there's some type of Terminator, (laughs) um, kind kind of Terminated Judgment Day movie going on where machines are gonna come in and they're gonna take over. And I'm here to say that, no, that's not going to happen. Um, we got to remember that humans are the ones that actually are creating these tools. Uh, so we're still needed. And there's still a human element that's still needed uh, to verify that everything that is being created is, is in accordance to your workflow, your procedure. So you still need the human eye. Uh, what happens, it takes less time. So instead of sitting down all day and spending two days or three days to generate and create uh, a an, an purchase order for a client or to do a contract for a client, you now have automated processes that actually take care of that for you. Like for me personally, uh, most recently, I have used automated processes um, to generate uh, privacy policies uh, for my uh, app that I'm working on, to also generate terms of conditions uh, for my app, all I had to do was go in and uh, pretty much put in my company name, answer a couple of questions. This is the part I'm talking about where the human element is still needed. I had to answer a couple of questions about my business. And once I did that, it automatically automated policies for me this is a website that is created by attorneys and it it automatically there's a couple of them out there that you can actually take a look at i don't have like one specific but there is a couple that automatically generate for you privacy policies terms of condition policies um, and cookie policy if people come into your website so that's just one way where again the human element is still needed but you cut down on time by by using the automated process.
0: And for people who aren't in the legal profession, one tool that I can add that kind of fits the mold here is we certainly use things like I use active campaign so you know when I create some sort of an automated uh, email sequence I have somebody that maybe joins uh, my program or they sign up for a freebie that I offer and then they get emails and they can, it's like you, you still need the human component in the, in the sense of right. I need to create the emails, like what is actually going into each of those emails. And I have to designate how long do I want the machine, if you will, to wait between each email. Right. So I create the entire automation. But then once I have that in place, every time somebody downloads my checklist or uh, signs up for one of my courses or something, they can then get a whole number of emails without me having to reinvent the wheel each and every right. time. And that saves me a lot of time. And we can also ensure that everybody gets the same experience across the board. So it, it re- removes the variability factor. So, yeah. So I think there are so many different examples of how we as business owners in particular use a lot of these automated tools and how it's really crucial actually for our survival as business owners because if we had to do everything over and over again... I mean, we we wouldn't last as business owners. We would all burn out and we'd all be like, where's the next job where I can just get a paycheck? Yeah. 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 I mean, you bring up a great point. I think one of the things when I started my company is
1: like, I had to recognize the fact that I, I do have this bad habit where I, I like to wear many hats and I like to do the, you know, roll up my sleeve, hustle and work hard. And there's nothing wrong with having a hardcore work ethic. But I know myself that I will ignore the triggers or if I've done too much. You know, I've the alum that goes off that your body pretty much tells you, hey, slow down. I have ignored it. But now, you know, that I've left, you know, my situation last year where I didn't ignore it. And then at the end, I suffered and I crumbled. I don't want to go back to that same place. I know I still have a lot of work to do but at least this time i'm honest with myself and recognize the warning signs early and that's why it's important for me to really leverage technology because there's so many tools that are out there as we just discussed that help me get things done quickly without having to burn out and use up all my energy Um, And they're not all legal tools out there. You mentioned a a, a couple of great ones that are easy to use. Grumly, for example. There's also uh, Calendly, which you can link to your Zoom, and it'll create meetings for you. If someone wants to have a business meeting with you, you don't have to go back and forth saying, okay, how about this day? Does that work? Oh, no? Okay. How about this day? Does that work? (laughs) They will see your calendar. You give them a link, and they have a free option. Yeah, hey, like I said, I'm frugal and cheap, so I'm still using the free option and it works well for me. Um, You you can link it to your Zoom meeting and it will automatically populate a meeting with a Zoom link. So you don't have to say, okay, pick a date on my calendar, then I'm going to go to Zoom and I'm going to create the meeting maker. No, everything is done for you super quick. And it just saves you time and energy. Yeah, we want to be founders and CEOs and be really like just like the, the best that we can be in our business. But we also rec- have to recognize the fact that when you do take on too many things, uh, burnout is an inevitable. And that's why I'm... Really, a huge advocate for people using technology um, to help them kind of stop moving away from doing too many manual uh, processes.
0: Yeah. So, what we learned today is that technology doesn't have to be expensive, that even if you're busy, it can actually save you time. And that by leveraging it and creating these automated processes, you're not necessarily going to get replaced. In fact, what you're, what you're doing is creating more time and space for the more important things that you can be focusing on in your business. So, or, or if you're working for a company, I think you can also leverage technology and it allows you to spend more time to bring your gifts to the forefront rather than doing all of these manual processes that maybe are the things that are burning you out in the first place, right? Right. So I love everything that you've shared here. Now, Flo, I'm sure there are especially lawyers that are listening to this that are thinking, I need her in my life. So so if, if somebody wants to find you, work with you, where do they go?
1: Yeah, so it's super easy because I'm known as a non-born lawyer. So I'm non-born lawyer on TikTok, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on on Twitter. So you type in non-born lawyer and you will easily uh, find me.
0: Amazing. Flo, thank you so much for sharing your story. We've heard today about some of the programming that can get in the way and can bring on burnout, especially this uh, need to... Um, feel important, which is a very common need that we have, but it comes from a, a certain place, right? Where we're looking for something outside of ourselves, we also heard about all of these environmental stressors that you faced of straddling the, you know, parenting and the professional roles and trying to do your best on both sides. And that's obviously something that a lot of us are dealing with in our lives. And then certainly that need to uh, just focus on doing and moving up the ladder All of those things can come together for the perfect storm. So if you are a doer and you're listening to this, we would love to hear from you and really understand what is it that you've taken away that maybe you can start to do things differently. Maybe you've already burned out and this has been a good wake up call for you and you've already made some changes. Either way, we want to help you prevent burnout, certainly. And using technology is one of those great ways that you can do that, but also we want to talk about how you can understand what is burning you out that's what we're doing here we're deconstructing That's we are decoding your burnout so i would love for you to help me spread this message by subscribing to the show on apple or spotify and leaving us a five-star review if you feel that we deserve it telling us what you think feel or do differently because of the show and if you're watching us on youtube you can also leave me a comment or questions to answer in future episodes. And please, please, please recommend the show to anyone you know who is struggling with burnout. We will be back with another amazing episode for you right back here next week.